Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's Andrew here from Symphony of Horror Podcast, and it is my extreme honor to debut the new song from our friends Sam Hain and the Gentleman Ghosts. This is our new theme song. Hope you guys enjoy it. This is a Symphony of Horror. That's a good band. Yeah, they're pretty good. You know? I could listen to them like And their lead singer, day. their lead singer is just so handsome. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you pretty good looking. Don't tell him I said. You know, for a, for a dude with a skull head. Um yeah. Welcome the hell back. It's been a long time. I haven't seen you in a year, Allie. Uh, what? What? <laughs> I've I've been here right I went, next door. I went I went to go I went to go find myself during door. COVID. <laughs> 
go find himself well, in the house. Yeah. It was weird, though, because they ended up finding me crying in the basement. But um, <laughs> um, That's what you called that? Crying? Cry- well, ugly sobbing. <laughs> oh, no. Panicked, panicked snot rocketing out of my nose, you know, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, wow. season two, episode one, The Phantom Man-Ass. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I do that with my breathing? I don't know. <laughs> it's really good to be back to doing this, though. I've really missed this. We've really missed it. Um, and now we get to break down one of our favorite movies ever. Are you stoked? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My wife, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so today we are going to be discussing and disgusting. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Uh, Rob Zombie's, I personally think it's Masterpiece, um, it's pretty, The, the pretty, Lords of Salem. Yeah. Which... It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I like it. I mean, uh, there's not really much of his that I don't like. Right. For me, if it's really anything, just sort of like, honestly, like Three from Hell is a little meh, and oh, 31 is meh until you get to Doomhead. You reminded me. Right. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, we don't talk about 31. Yeah. No. No. It's okay. Every every person is entitled one. Right? Yeah. Bad movie? I don't know. I mean, that's... Unless you've only made one. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you've only made one, and then, you know, <laughs> then that's your own fault. But yeah, so we are going to be talking about Lords of Salem. Um, totally different than any of his other movies. No, completely. Like, uh, not even recognizable. If like, Sherry Moon wasn't in it, you you'd, you'd be like, think Who it was the a fuck Rob made Zombie this? movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you see her and you're like, oh, oh, oh my that's God, right. His wife it. is hot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, but first, of course, uh, before we get started, be sure to give us a follow on our Instagram. At Symphony of Horror Podcast. And not Twitter because I deactivated that shit because we never used it. Yeah. I have my own Twitter, too, that I just would only post pictures of Animal Crossing on. And, right. You know. You know, the important things. Yes. Yeah. Animal Crossing over everything else. So, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> this is weird. Well, first of yeah. all, we should probably bring up the most important actor. We've already talked about Sherry Moon Zombie. She's hot. We get it. Okay, great. Whatever. Noodles the goat. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of like who you meant. Oh, my brain went to every single other character. Yeah, no, it's Noodles the goat. Mm. Because ten out of ten performance. <laughs> Academy Award winner. <laughs> nobody ever talks nobody, about noodles. Nobody ever. It's always Sherry Moon Zombie and the guy with the teeth. I can never remember his name, but he's the guy. He's in like a lot of Rob Zombie movies, but he always has the really big oh, the fucking big teeth. teeth. Yeah. What was his name? It was Whitey. Herman, right. and Herman, Herman and Herman, Herman and Herman, Heidi, Herman and Herman. What? <laughs> that's what the, the big H team news oh, station. Oh, that's right. That's Heidi, right. Heidi, Herman and Herman. Okay. I'm not having a I stroke. Love, I love how <laughs> weird zombie is with like naming people in his movies. <laughs> Come on. Just, he just comes up with you like, like, I mean, you know, one of my, one of the things that I've noticed is like kind of a common trend with most of his movies is that like. You know, in in interviews where he's talking about it, he's like, well, there were so many rewrites. You know, he constantly talks about how, like, Halloween and Devil's Rejects, like, like House of a Thousand Corpses, like, the, the original script and the actual final product are, like, two completely different movies, right? I don't even think I, I know what the original script. No, I mean, like, that's just what he's always said. Like, oh, there wasn't okay. anything. But, like, I wasn't apparently sure like it's kind of... It's kind of a nightmare being on a Rob Zombie movie because he's constantly rewriting the script like as they're shooting the movie and they have to go find new locations or you have to like learn new lines and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I'd much rather prefer that nightmare than the nightmares I actually have. (laughs) (laughs) So. All right. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. That's fair. Um, To each his own, I guess. But uh, but then but then like with this movie, apparently it was very much the same. He kind of 
there were a lot of rewrites. There was a lot of redoing it. And I just kind of feel like that's just sort of the way he does everything though. Like it's just sort of everything is constantly on the fly. That's why his music is so weird now. And like, and it's like, I mean, it's just batshit crazy. And I feel like he's just a 12 year old with a giant beard and dreadlocks (laughs) on with a serious need of ADHD medication. You know, like he just, he just, constantly is having an idea that's better than the last one. And he's just constantly trying to like, Oh, okay, well we're not going to do that anymore because we got to do this. You know? I love it. Yeah, no, it's I'm great here for it. Continue making. Oh yeah. Things. Movies better Rob than Zombie. 31 and three from hell. If you're listening, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, they weren't, they weren't bad. They were just not what we expected. I think. Yeah. Three from hell was three from hell was good. It was just not three from hell. Isn't a horror movie. It's like a Desperados Western, (laughs) you know, like. It was so good, but not at the same time. Agreed. Yeah. But anyway, so Lords of Salem, we actually have, it's a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a, um, I guess, sentimental connection to this movie. True. Um, which sort of just amplifies my love for the movie more, but, um, I actually, Proposed to Allie in Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and she said no. <laughs> and I said, Stop and then I to went me. and Who then I you? went to go find myself <laughs> in the basement. Um, no, so we I, I proposed to her. We go up. We've been up twice. We're going up again this year. But the last time we were up, we actually found the Heidi Hawthorne house, which that they surprisingly used. isn't very far out of. Like the main drag of it's town. Like, it's like across it's the like street from blocks. the Hocus Pocus house. Yeah, you it know? is. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like two blocks down from the witch house, like a block away from Allison's house and Hocus Pocus. And we just found it on the corner. And we were like, are, are you serious? It was right there the yeah. entire time. Yeah, exactly. Like, we were literally just trying to take pictures of it and stuff. And then the funniest part was that a girl comes up and is like, do you want me to take your picture in front of the house? And then it turns out that she lived there. Like she actually yeah. lived in Heidi Hawthorne's house, which was really cool. But it's just. And she never saw. I don't think she ever saw the movie. She was like, no. yeah, no, I live here and I like know about this yeah. house, but I've never seen it. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Just watch it for curiosity. Come on. Now, I think she said that none of the interior is actually that building. I, I think that they that. filmed yeah. it somewhere else. But the actual the outside, the, 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 the outside of the yeah. house and everything was. Was Such that a cool building? House. God, it I is. Wish. It's massive too. Yeah. It's like a quarter of the block. We should have became friends with her. Probably. But um, but anyway, so let's 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 dive in. Um, what are some of your favorite and less favorite takeaways from the film? I just I think it's really interesting the way that he portrayed witches in this it's kind of like what other people think it's like the the devil worshiping side of witches that people will always put as like the main like Like the hag yeah not the not the sort of sexy forest yeah wiccan not like the earth yeah Yeah. spiritual earth lady these are like like naked old wrinkly women bathing in blood and covered in dancing around a fire in the woods yeah and yeah, and just laughing. And it's it's so interesting because I feel like he would be the only person that could really capture that in such a way that he did. Mm-hmm. Like you're kind of like disgusted it's, watching it, I, I, but then you're I, also intrigued. At I the can same time. I can genuinely say that like the first time I saw the movie, because like I've been a Rob Zombie fan since the early two thousands. So it was like I didn't see a trailer for it other than like the first teaser that was just like Heidi Hawthorne and a bunch of weird 10 second clips. And that was it. I don't even think I and, saw the trailer for yeah, it. Yeah. And I bought it like the day it came <laughs> out and I went home and I watched it. And I remember I was watching it with Danny. Right. Uh-huh. And we watched the whole thing. And Dan was like, I fucking hated that movie. Oh he was like, no, God. no. And I like, I get it because he was like, that movie was fucking disgusting. Yeah. He was like, that movie was like, I didn't like it. It made me uncomfortable. It made me like, and it was one of those things where I kind of realized that like this movie isn't like an out and out horror movie from the standpoint of like murder and blood. Yeah, exactly. This is like you kind of more like a real life horror. If you're a little bit, if you're more of a little bit of a like a, 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 
if you're not used to like the more intense side of horror movies and you're mostly just sort of like a slasher person or whatever, like this movie can rattle you because it's like, especially like the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. The imagery is just psychedelic batshit fucking crazy stuff, you know? And, but I like, I get why. It's pretty different from the rest of the movie too. Like it's interesting. Yeah. It kind of changes like multiple times throughout the movie too. You, it starts off as something and then turns into something else and then ends as something completely different. It's. I've always, I've always kind of said that it's like if Dario Argento and Stanley Kubrick decided to make like a grindhouse remake (laughs) of Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, it kind of has all of those and he borrows so heavily from Argento and Kubrick in that, you know, like. I need to finally see an Argento movie. Yeah, you do. I love all of the bright. The very, yeah, yeah. the bright neon colors, mm -hmm. the quiet, long, drawn out scenes are very Kubrick, very Argento, you know, like those scenes that just sort of pan and they're just there as filler and they zoom out or they're moving across or anything like that. And like, that was just, that's the only thing I could think of the entire time I was, every time I watch this movie, I'm like, this is Dario Argento and Stanley Kubrick making a C-list grindhouse movie. And I can see the the Kubrick parts of it too. Yeah. Like the one time where she's just walking around in her apartment and it's nighttime and you right. see just the old naked witch just standing in, in, in the, the corner kitchen. of her yeah. kitchen. Yeah. And that's so alarming because other than like of a course room the 237 opening, vibe, you know, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like other than the opening, like if he didn't have that there with the witches and, and like the old hags, then you'd kind of be like, but what was that? Right. <laughs> like, wait, did you see that too? Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, I definitely would say that it's his most artistic film. Yeah. Like he went out of his way to do different stuff. Yeah. You know, most definitely like did his trying. own thing. Yeah. He was like actively trying to sort of like break a mold. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's really so many people that hate it, too. Like you said, how Dan does, like my friend Kat does. I know you're listening, Kat. Thank you for listening. Thank um, you. Thank you. You're wrong, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, there are so many scenes in that movie that are just disturbing. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. But like, where where does the where does the line get drawn in horror where the disturbing where something is disturbing and you like it and it's disturbing and you don't like it. Like, where do you draw that line? You know, like, so my, my mind went to two different movies. Yeah. The human centipede and Tusk and Tusk. Okay. Like weird body horror in a way. Okay. But disturbing. I I would definitely say the human centipede, but I love Tusk. Okay. (laughs) But is that because the human centipede isn't funny and Tusk is? That very well could be, yeah. You know, like, the, what what a makes... A little bit of, Because like, Tusk fucking grossed me out, and the human centipede, <laughs> I giggled my way through, right? Oh, that's so Because funny. the human centipede is just so... Mm-mm. Like, I don't know, like, I, when we were listening to the podcast earlier, we were, like, one of our older episodes, mm-hmm. we were, the, the How the Wolfman wolf Got His Nards. nards. <laughs> um, you know, like, sometimes horror is more effective when it's, a, it, it, when it's thrown into a funny script, you know? And like there, and that's one of the things that I've always loved about zombie movies, Rob Zombie movies, is that he throws in like a hefty dose of like really cheesy bad humor, yeah, on top of everything else, you know. And I think humor can be used almost to amplify the horror aspect because it kind of like makes you feel better because you're laughing and then something really fucked up happens and you're like, Oh my God, you know, like, <laughs> I was <not> just laughing. <laughs> Wait a second. I take it back. Yeah. There, I mean, of course there weren't too many like funny part. Well, but there still, there still was because the like dichotomy the scenes, of the three, right, yeah. when they're doing the radio show and yeah. everything like that. And that's they're totally just having corny. fun. Just like, it looks like real life. Right. Just or like the, the scene where he goes over to Heidi's house after they tape the show and they're like drinking and she's making him food or whatever. And he starts doing the weird, like the psychedelic weird, yeah. dance thing, you know? And it's just like, I feel like doing something like that actually kind of makes you connect with the characters more. And then it makes it even worse for when the bad stuff starts to happen because it humanizes it, them yes. before it dehumanizes exactly. them. Exactly. You know? Yeah. 
it shows that it's not just everything is miserable and it's hard. It's right. like, this could be real. It, it could happen to you. It could happen to you. <laughs> this could be real life. But yeah, no, I just, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a very layered movie. Um, I also really like the fact that he like kind of rewrote the history of Salem for it. Yeah. It's almost like an alternate universe Salem. Yeah. You know, cause it's, I think it was that they, at the beginning of the movie, it said that these, the, the witches in the movie were killed in 1696, which was what, four years after the actual Salem witch trials where they yes. were all innocent people that were killed in 1692. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's four years after that, which is funny to me because he still kept like Jonathan Hawthorne, who was a real character. We have a real person. Like we have been to his grave. Yes. You yeah. Know? Like, but it didn't kind of like throw that in your face in the beginning. Right. Cause you didn't find out that that was even Heidi's last name until much poor, later in the movie. Poor yeah. Francis. Poor Francis. Francis finds out and then he gets hit in the head with a frying pan by poor Francis. He was by just... magenta. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was um, D. D. Snyder, yeah. Mm-hmm. D. Snyder. D. D. Snyder's the lead singer of Twisted Sister. Oh it's um, D. Wallace? Wallace, yes. I just went along with it. We're like, yeah, not sure. gonna take it. She wasn't. No. She wasn't gonna take Francis finding out, telling Heidi. Yep. Ruining their plan of her having a tentacle baby. The weird Cthulhu tentacle child thing. Yep. Mm. Speaking of tentacles, how about that scene with the umbilical cords? Her shaking the umbilical cords. Yeah. You just kind of watch that with like your mouth open. Just yeah, like the the, the, the like the the little weird like Harlequin ichthyosis baby. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't even try to say that. Yeah, no, it's uh, that was the name of one of my friend's metal bands in high school. I'm not oh kidding. My God. And I was like, that sounds really cool. And then I googled it, and I was like, oh like, my uh-huh. God. <laughs> I wonder what delete, that means. Delete, delete, delete. How do I clean my my search history? <laughs> yeah, uh, by the way, if you're ever interested and if you ever really want to, like, um, vomit, um, look up Harlequin Ichthyosis oh on Google. Um, or you don't have to and just take our word for it. It's fine. No, you should do it. It's um, a learning experience. Um, we're all about education here at Symphony of Horror <laughs> Podcast. Um, I guess. <laughs> In a way, I guess. Um, we kind of touched on this already, but I think one of the main things that stands out to me with the movie is how dedicated the actors are, especially the witches, right? With the three of them? Or no, the, the no, old no, no, no. The old witches, the old 1696 witches. Yeah. Because like, they sell that shit. Yeah. Could you imagine <laughs> filming that scene? Was, uh, no. You said that when we were watching it, right? Yeah. Like, Imagine showing up for your like first or only day of work on right. a movie set. It's like, all right, get, get naked and dance around a fire. Right. And now we're going to cover you in mud and blood. And um, we need you to um, vocally praise Satan for the next three or four hours. Yeah. As we run around Perfect. with cameras and change lighting, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't like I can't imagine it would probably be so strange. Oh, just I like like it's how fun. It sounds like it could be fun, you know? Yeah. I, I, I could agree, you know, yeah. like I get it, like yeah. it, it definitely could be, but it's like at the same time, like, like none of the people that play the witches in this movie are conventionally attractive, even outside of their ugly makeup, you no. know, like, and it's just, so it's like zombie is definitely not trying to sell anything other than just total corruption. Definitely. You know? yeah. And it's like. It's like, no, this isn't, this isn't the good side of witches. Right. This is like actual black evil yeah satan witchcraft stuff you know like yeah and not 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 even the fun satan you know yeah not like that the, not the satan that we you know the rock and roll satan yeah you know like this is like you know destroy like the actual. world kill everyone enslave and torture and all those other words <laughs> <laughs> and everything else and everything else um, but yeah, that was always just like, that's just the one thing that I always think every time I watch it, I'm like, these people are fucking selling it. I didn't even think about like, <laughs> that until you mentioned it. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Like, I know, I, I know for a fact that if somebody came up to me and was like, Hey, you know, take your pants off and dance. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I like, I'll, I won't even keep my pants on and dance. There will be no dancing. I don't, I don't do that. Well, you're not invited. 
in the women's witches dancing circle. I'm sorry. It's women only. There's a there's a pants party. <laughs> Brick, are you are you saying that there's a party in your pants and I'm invited? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Everything leads back to Anchorman. Always. <laughs> Um, the most histor- the most historically and socially relevant movie ever made. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's the one scene that stands out that you wrote into your song. By the way, you should listen yes. to Gentleman well, Ghost. Well, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to the the music stuff. I'm reminding them before okay. we remind them. Yes. Well, Andrew thank you. did write a song about this movie. Yes, I did. I actually wrote it. So, well. We'll talk about that later. Yes. But, um, but, but one, there is the a song about line. this one scene. It's the opening line of the song, and it's in the room with the glowing cross yeah. in the city where witches swing. Yeah. And um, there is one scene. It's probably one of my favorite scenes. It's iconic. In movie history um, of any genre where Heidi is. It's, it's right when the witches that live in her building are sort of mentally breaking her down. And they take her, um, they, they're beginning to kind of, um, work their way into her brain and, um, they lure her out of her apartment. And then there's this room at the end of the hallway where the door opens and she's sort of like in a hypnotized state and she walks in and it's just this big black empty room with just this bright red neon cross on the wall. And she kind of like walks up to it and puts her hand out. Like she's feeling like the warmth of the cross, essentially. She, like she has right. like both of her, it's either both of her hands or one of her hands. I can't remember, like mm-hmm. in front of I her. I think it's just one. Maybe. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. It's iconic, but we don't, we don't remember. Yeah. Anything. No, it's, it's, it's something that you just can't remember or forget. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, but that scene kind of. Kind of shows you that. Um, well, I think it's. Really know. I well, I I think I think what it really does there is that it's sort of like, it's her sort of reaching for, you know, God or salvation or whatever, and then directly behind her is this giant is hairy darkness. demon thing yeah. that kind of comes out of the shadows, oh, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like the transitioning point where she's completely pulled away from the light, and. Um, She's reaching for the light, essentially. And, right. Yeah. But she's not really fighting for it. She's mm-hmm. just sort of half-heartedly like, hey, you know, Please. because they also, that's, I get, you know, that's actually something I never thought about, is that it also hints at throughout the movie that she's like in recovery from a drug addiction. Mm-hmm. And then as it begins to wear her down as this possession and the, 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 the dark entity in the house and around her and everything begins to wear her down. No, like hypnosis. She relapses. Right. So she relapses on top of everything, but she didn't really fight too hard. Yeah. To, to like not relapse. It was just sort of like, Oh, well I'm really stressed out. I'm going to go down to this guy and like buy drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Instantly. And, um, and obviously there are, multiple um, things sort of making her break down in this way, specifically the number one thing being the record of the Lords of With Salem. Creepy, heavy. <laughs> Which of course is played over the radio in one scene and then hypnotizes all of these women. Who are direct descendants of the people that were... Um, in Salem in the 1600s that killed the witches. Yeah. So they are being punished and they're being hypnotized and lured to the final, to the finale, um, where they are all killed. But Heidi Hawthorne goes missing after becoming sort of like the anti-Madonna, the the anti-Mary, the Immaculate Mary. That scene is phenomenal. She looks so pretty. (laughs) I mean, she always looks good. Come on. Rob Zombie knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we're we're both just sort of staring off into the distance. <laughs> There's a Sharing. picture of her on the wall. <laughs> yeah, from this movie, I forgot that I put that up there. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think I think another thing that 
outside of it being sort of this story of the the breakdown of Heidi and like this sort of battle between, you know, light and dark, this movie is literally, and I think Zombie even said this at one point, but this movie is actually just about the fact that rock and roll is the devil's music. Are you serious? Like, that's what the actual point of this movie is, to me at least. Like, that's what I always think of, is that it's like, like... Everything in the movie moves forward without being able to be stopped the minute that the Lords of Salem record is played on the radio. Yeah. Like, there's no Which turning back from that point. randomly shows up to her. And right. It's like, it's like in this ornate her. box, right. you know? Like, well, this, like, like, wooden box that was clearly handmade. I'd be like, all right. Right, that, but I mean, it's like, thanks. so, like, we, we actually just bought the um, the soundtrack on vinyl, and it's this beautiful packaging and, like, amazing artwork and everything. But I was like, it would be so much cooler if, <laughs> like, they actually, like, because it comes with the Lords of Salem yeah. vinyl. And I was like, it would be so much cooler if you could spend, like, an extra hundred bucks or whatever, and they send you that Put record in, that in wooden the wooden box. box, like, with the logo on it, like, everything. Like, that I would, would legitimately awesome. drop, like, a fairly stupid amount of money for something <laughs> like that. Because that's, like... That is a special, That's a pretty yeah, like that pretty would unique be, yeah. form of um, merch for it. Definitely, yeah, oh yeah, that would be awesome. But, but yeah, th- th- that is a good way to put that, though. And her being completely manipulated, 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 manipulated. <laughs> <laughs> My brain went in multiple different directions. Um, the wheels were turning. Nothing was really happening. Manipulatized. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. You're welcome. <laughs> By these women. Like, she's, yeah. she's happy. She's carefree beforehand. This shows up. Got and then everything. Puppy. Oh, yeah. What? They never. I'm, I'm guessing. That's always been my Bad biggest problem with horror movies. things have happened to the dog. I'm guessing. Horror movies don't care about animals. No. <laughs> It's so Unless, sad. Except, you see a cute dog too noodles bad. The goat. Yes. <laughs> goats the goats are superior in this movie. Yeah. But nothing you don't ever find out what happens to the dog and I'm concerned. I yeah. wanna know. Yeah, we need we have questions that need answering. Yeah. Let me know. If you know. But yeah, she's being manipulated by these women and everything just goes downhill for her from yep. there. She was happy, carefree, didn't know that she was a Hawthorne, and then. Yeah, well, I mean, like, she knew that, I mean, like, that's why she was, like, I guess, I guess she changed her last name for anonymity or whatever, mm-hmm. but, like, she didn't know that she was, like, directly was, related yeah. to the Hawthorne, you know, um, which I think is kind of cool because at certain points in the movie, they tie that connection between Heidi Hawthorne and the Hawthorne of the Salem witch trials in together. And they make a couple of callbacks to Nathaniel Hawthorne, the famous, um, author who wrote the house of the seven gables, which Mm -hmm. is another location that we've been to the actual house in Salem, Massachusetts. Um, and, um, by the way, if anybody listening, if you haven't been to Salem, Massachusetts, go to Salem, Massachusetts. Please. It is the coolest place in the world. Um, you can go during October like we have, but everybody has told us it's better not to go in October because it's pretty much Halloween year round there. But so. it's pretty fucking cool in October, too. Oh, so, yeah. you know. People walking down the street in costume, it's amazing. Yeah. It's pretty crowded, but it's amazing. Yeah. It's like Disneyland for goths. That's what I always say to, <laughs> that's what I always say to like my clients when I'm like cutting their yeah, hair or whatever. Yes. And I talk about it cause I bring up Salem a lot and I bring up horror movies a lot. But he's like, wow, of, that's, that's so kind of weird. Who we are. Wow. Andrew, it's like, it's your only personality trait. Um, <laughs> but, um, but that, that always has been sort of a, uh, that is sort of a, um, a thing for me. Is that they they ma- he makes a, a lot of really great callbacks to Nathaniel Hawthorne without mm-hmm. like outright going, oh well this is like Nathaniel Hawthorne right so like Margaret Morgan the head witch, 
um, at one point, like it does the flashback and it explains what happened to all of them and how John Hawthorne killed them. And what is it? It's the, how she cursed them, the vessel by which the devil's child shall inherit the earth. Yeah. Hawthorne's bloodline was the vessel by which the devil Mm -hmm. shall inherit the earth. So in the house of the seven Gables, John Hawthorne is the story is, is that he kills a man so he can basically buy his, this man's land. He has a man executed for witchcraft. Um, so he can inherit his land. I can't remember. Wow. Yeah. But right before the man is killed, he says, and God shall give thee blood to drink. Oh, and yeah. Hawthorne died of a rare congenital heart failure where when he died, blood regurgitated. So it's, it's a genetic thing. It's not obviously does, like a I mean, curse, she but that's actually blood too in a scene. too. Right. So I wonder if that's kind of like a, it could be a callback to that yeah. also, but that was always, that, that always sort of stood out to me that he was like kind of paying homage to the house of the seven Gables and to Nathaniel Hawthorne without bringing in too much of the real history. Of like, yeah. The history. Yeah. Because he had written this sort his of own. alternate universe mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. No, it's definitely definitely interesting yep yep (laughs) (laughs) um i also just i love what room five ends up being how it's just like ornate and huge with these like gold filigree everywhere and the giant staircase and or is it or is it like is that all that could be a hallucination right because she's because or is, or manipulated, <laughs> or is that or is that just it a sounds big, right? Or, or is that a big dark room with a neon cross on the wall? Yeah, you know, or who, does it just change? You know, yeah. I think I think the number one most uh, disturbing scene, like the the final part of the movie, like where she's giving birth to the Antichrist and like all that stuff. Like that, that is pretty disturbing. Like with the, you know, they're like the satanic priests and they're, Ugh. you know, yeah. pleasuring themselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. I didn't but, even remember that scene. And I, my, ba- my brain probably blocked it out like sure. the first time, yeah. second time, third time I saw it. I didn't remember it at all. The scene that always freaks me out a little bit is the scene like right when she first first begins to really kind of have her breakdown mm-hmm. and she finds herself in that chapel in the cemetery and the priest comes up to her and it turns out that it's a dream. Oh, yeah. But the priest is like forces himself on her and like all this stuff. And then he like vomits black and then she goes outside and like the, the guy with the weird melted like burlap head is walking the goat down the, down the sidewalk. And it's just like all this really strange, bizarre imagery, but that is the turning point in the movie. Mm -hmm. Right. So nothing really weird happened before that. Yeah. But that, that, right. But I mean like too Heidi, nothing really happened. And then all of a sudden that scene happens and then it's just like this nosedive to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's kind of like, you're like, okay, there's this, like, what is her purpose? How is she connected linked to right. all of this? Like, why are these women kind of doing this to her? Like, why do they have such an interest in her? Right. Like and what makes like, her so special? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess at the dreadlocks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you know that if she wasn't a radio DJ, she would definitely be able to fall back on a steady job at Whole Foods. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I did look up the sigil, though, that was on, that's, like, painted on the witch's heads. Like the foreheads and everything, yeah. And it's, of course, something that he made up. He created, yeah. But um, this one article said that it was most likely a mirrored variation of the astrological sign for Algol. Algol is called the unfortunate star and is often associated with violence. And then they go on and say a second possibility is the symbol for Mercury, which is the god of war and mythology. Uh, Backing this thought is the quote from the movie. You have to realize there is a war going on in heaven. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because I I was like, I looked that up like right before we did this. I was like, I want to know like if that has any special meaning. Or if it was just like, ah, yeah, sure, this looks like it could be interesting. But, yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah, right. Violence. (laughs) 
That happens a lot in this. So anyway, yeah, that's a pretty good movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry if there are a lot of pauses. This is like the, this is the first time in 10 months that we've done this, so it, it's a little... Is it 10 months? I thought it was almost, I thought it was almost exactly it was like a August. year. Was it? Was yeah. that the last one, the, mm-hmm. the episode when 13? we were with Dan and Oh, that's Paul. right, episode 13. Yup, yeah, remember so when Andrew said... <laughs> I was always really big on being like, most podcasts don't make it past the 13th episode. <laughs> well, joke's on you, motherfuckers, because we made it to episode 14 and it took us a year. It, yeah. A lot of crazy shit happened. Things were rough for a yeah. while, but it's it's just got to go up from here, you know? Yeah. So why not bring back the podcast and, yeah. you know, and hopefully work ourselves you guys to death. like us. <laughs> Please tell us you like us. Yeah, yeah, no, be, uh, interact with us. On our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, on our Instagram, not Twitter, not anymore. No, don't go to Twitter. Not for us, at least. I don't know. Yeah. I won't tell you what to do. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> I'm just a guy on a microphone. I'm not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Um, well, so the uh, you may have noticed also that um, we have a new theme song. Do you like it? You better like it. <laughs> I was like... I- can you hear them? I was like, <laughs> why are you? <laughs> I, I feel like I should be asking questions to the audience yeah. and there's nobody there. Yeah. Let us know if you like it. Um, that is. If you don't like us, don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, don't let us know. It's fine. <laughs> or do. You know, I take criticism very badly. <laughs> I'll um, find them in the basement again. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> the basement again, you know. Um, but yeah, so that was... Um, that's my band, uh, Sam Han and the Gentleman Ghosts. Uh, we decided to sort of, um, I kind of wanted to tie it all in together. If you if you were wondering what that sound was, that was our dog Sadie. She's she's with us again. She just made she's doing noises. well. She's probably doing better than both of us. <laughs> and, um, oh, to be a dog! I know, a very warm dog. I'm a very warm dog right now, actually, because we had to turn off all the fans in here, and it's first day of summer, guys. Humid. Here, here we go. But um. What's your um, what's your band's Instagram, huh? It's uh. What is your band's Instagram? Oh my god! Instagram? Did I just blank on it? <laughs> Holy shit! For those of you who are wondering, his eyes just got wide and he stared into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the basement now. Goodbye. <laughs> um, it is Gentleman Ghosts Band. Yeah. Um, we have an album, an EP, and three singles out currently. If you're like us and Halloween is every day, please go listen to them. Especially, They're actually incredible, and I'm not just saying that because I'm married to one of them. <laughs> or am I? You are. Last time I checked. No, I'm not. Oh, well, yes, we're married. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> and, um... But yeah, we just I just kinda decided that it would be fun like to sort of tie both of my projects together and Yeah. And he made us a sick new theme song. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're the uh, the full length song is only going to be the theme song for this episode and then there's gonna be like an edited short version for the ones coming out next. But um but yeah, sort of going off that, Allie mentioned earlier that there is a song that I wrote about um this movie it's kind of about this movie it's kind of about the actual witch trials and it's kind of about um actually about how christianity has done nothing but step on the necks of women for the last 2000 years <laughs> and um and uh so we we kind of took it and ran with it but it's um i actually wrote the the song and i'll i'll put a link up to it or put it at the end of the episode or whatever but um, I actually wrote it, the, all of the lyrics, in 20 minutes, waiting in front of the Salem Witch Museum, waiting to get in. Are you because serious? You were, you were on the phone with somebody, and we were waiting to get in, and it was cold and windy out. And was, I, have, I think it was because you just proposed to me right before then, right? I think, yeah, I think so. So, then so, then so I, 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 I sat on the song for like two years. I don't and, think I knew that. Or maybe yeah. I did. I've been. <laughs> and, but like, for whatever reason, the line in the room with the glowing cross yeah. in the city where witches swing started to like, and it just kind of knocked it out. But that one is, 
That is... What's the song name? It's called The Devil's Whore. There we go. Yep. The Devil's Whore ain't not but a woman mm-hmm. that Holy Rome couldn't expose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, like, like this is, I mean, it's just kind of, like, this is, this has been one of my favorite movies since it came out. And I think it came out in 2013 or 14. And that was around the time that I kind of went from a much more casual, like not necessarily casual horror fan, because I've always been like, if I was putting on a movie, it 90% of the time, it's a horror movie. Yes. Right. And, but it was like right around the time that I sort of started to really get like super, super fucking obsessed You know, like where I sort of made the transition from being like, oh, yeah, like I love all the Halloween movies to being like, no, I need to see all of them. now. I need to see every horror movie there is. And it just sort of steadily grew because I've always grown up watching like, you know, the Hammer films Mm -hmm. and like all that. Which I've never seen until Andrew showed them to me. They're amazing. They are amazing. It's a whole new world. But a whole new world, a whole new place for guts and blood. Ooh, Ooh, remix. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and it's just, you know, like, a, it's, it, I don't know, like horror is just super cool. It's our comfort genre. Which is weird. But it's it also not. Yeah. It's also not. No, because, I mean, both of us, like, grew up on it, too. Yeah. Which, and that can be weird, too, but it's, um, I don't know. We can blame, well, I'll blame, like, Stephen King for me. Or I'll blame Granny. I'll blame my dad. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, just like watching horror too young, and now here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Look what you've done. Look what you've made us do. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Lords of Salem to me is just, like, it kind of it kind of gets all of my favorite aspects, mm-hmm. right? So, like, especially, like, Anything like we, we did the episode um, last season with like the devil rides out and like yeah. I love anything that has to do with like, you know, the actual resurrection of Satan <laughs> and like, you know, goat heads it's and so pentagrams and witches and, you know, yes. all the dark arts and all that kind of stuff. Like if it's done well, there's nothing better to me. Yeah. No, and I, I think will that watch anything that has to do with witches too. Yeah. Like absolutely anything. Any more like my favorite subgenres are like witchcraft and exorcism yeah like those are really my two definitely like i mean besides obviously halloween which is the greatest thing ever like the actual michael myers movies yeah no i'm looking at him yeah baby (laughs) um no that's 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 mike myers judo chop (laughs) um could you imagine like mike myers michael myers like running around the house like chasing after laurie strode like judo chop judo (laughs) chop with a knife fist yeah knife fist knife hand knife hand um, Honestly, that would make the movies pretty interesting. Like, even more interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bad teeth. Perfect. The, the male symbol around his, <laughs> yes. around his neck, you know. Uh, Loomis is I'm played by Fat it. Bastard. <laughs> yes. I ate a baby. Who's you know, <laughs> it kind of looks like a baby. <laughs> I oh, eat because I'm it. unhappy. And I'm unhappy <laughs> because I eat. Um, no, I don't know. Like, it's just, and uh, like, the uh, uh, one of the. Uh, 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 <laughs> come on, come um, on. <laughs> I also really love the fact that Zombie, like, in this movie, really, like, balanced out all of the weird satanic imagery with, like, super chintzy, like, Las Vegas chapel religious. Yeah, Images, like very extravagant, know? like like the Jesus with the swirling neon behind him and stuff. I love that. I think it's so oh, corny, yeah. and it just sort of takes you away from the fact that you were just watching like these like you know melted burlap head priests like do yeah, really weird stuff. shit, and then all of a sudden it's just sort of like, but here's Jesus, and then he melts. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's, it's you're like, what am I, what, what is this Yeah. <laughs> by the end of it? No, I know. You're just kind of like at that. Uh, once you get to about 20 minutes before the end of the movie, you're just kind of like, okay, well I've made it this far. Yeah, you know, like I gotta, yeah. I gotta just stick it like, out. What else can he do? Right. What like can he what else, what else are we going to have to deal with? But yeah, no, it's, it, it absolutely. And I, I even said like, we just finished watching it like 
20 minutes before we started recording this episode. And I, I think I like it a little bit more every time I watch it. Yeah, there's definitely something new each time. And I also feel like each time it has like a different feel to it. Yeah. Like, is it just because you're picking up on different emotions? It could that are be, be? Yeah. yeah. And thinking about it in different ways. Like how rock and roll is the devil's music. It Allegedly, is. so they say. Only if you're good at it. <laughs> um, but, um, but, yeah. I mean, and then on top of that, like, going off the, the rock and roll is the devil's music thing, Zombie has such a good, obviously because he is a musician, yeah. but he has, he puts, he puts music in at like the perfect times, you know, like whatever that weird song is at the end of the movie, that's like the traditional, like the drum and that sort of breathy sounding singer at the uh-huh. end. Like it, like I couldn't think of a better song. I'd never heard that song before I saw this movie, but I mm-hmm. can't think of a better song that would fit there. He actually put real black metal in. He yeah. actually put, he also put Rush in because <laughs> Rush is the fucking best. And because he, and like, but he also has put, he put Tom Sawyer in Halloween too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He uses Mozart's Requiem, which is he's one of the most stupendous pieces of music ever written. But Rob Zombie knows what he's doing. No, he does. And I'm here for it. And the only other, there are only two other directors off the top of my head, maybe three that I can think of. And I know that you'll agree with me on both of these that use music know. as effectively like rock and roll or pop music uh-huh. as effectively as Rob Zombie. That's Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino yeah. and Kevin Smith. Yes. I was trying to think of who the second one yeah. was because the first one is always Tarantino. That yeah. Comes to my oh, mind no, they, they like both, that. those three have such a handle on knowing exactly what song to put where. Set the feel of yeah. it. Yeah. And it just amplifies everything. Yeah. Makes it a lot more effective in yeah. getting the point across of yeah. what they're trying to say. Yeah. And I just like the fact that it's like they even make the joke because Heidi is the one that puts Rush on. Oh, yeah. And it's Spirit of Radio in this movie. And then uh, Tom Sawyer plays um, in uh, Halloween 1 when they're yeah, going up to the truck yeah, stop. Yeah, that's right. And, but in this one, they're like, oh, well, it's, 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 yeah. And it's both scenes with him yeah, in nice, Halloween yeah. and in Lords of Salem. But they, uh, <laughs> I got a Taco Supreme talking back at me. You're about to be one sorry a <laughs> hole. Um, he's great. Oh, he's awesome. Um, no, but they, I love the fact that they made Sherry Moon's character, like a diehard Rush fan in this movie, because she's like, well, it's ladies pick. So Rush, I'm like, wow, you're the one woman in America that listens to Rush. (laughs) Seriously. If you've ever been to a Rush concert and I've been to several, it is nothing but old guys and their sons. I was going to say you and your dad. It's literally me and my dad. It's just older dudes and their sons. I was going to say he's not old. He's older. He's older. Not old. He's older than me. If you're listening, sorry, right. Joel, we love you. Because if he wasn't, that would be impossible. Older than me. Or oh, no, yes. like if he wasn't older yeah. than me. Yeah, you yeah. get what I'm yeah. saying. It's a bad joke. Sure. But yeah. All right, well, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yep. Um, we will be back next week. We still have yet to decide on a movie. So if you guys want to offer suggestions, that would be most appreciated. There was one that I thought of, but I don't remember what it is now. So maybe somebody will tell us or maybe it'll just be a surprise. Maybe it'll just be a surprise. Maybe we do have one planned and we want to just see if you guys come up with something better. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, but anyway it has been so incredibly good to be back to doing this Um, I don't think I realized how much I miss doing this until right now you know like like I gotta pull out all the recording equipment I gotta take notes I gotta watch a movie this thing like a hundred times and then but like now I'm here and we talked about it and it was a really good conversation. And it was. Yeah. I was getting nervous beforehand. The but, most Ali you know. has talked to me in four weeks. It he's not lying. <laughs>
I mean, am I talking to you or am I talking to the microphone? Oh, that's very true. But that's mostly because I'm doing all the talking because I really like the sound of my own voice. That's why I started a podcast. (laughs) Just drive to work. We know. I just fast forward all the parts where anybody else is talking and just listen to me. And I'm like, I am the funniest person on earth. I'm not actually as much of a nightmare as I make myself out to sound. Or maybe I am. Who knows? Y'all don't know me. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so let us know um, what you want us to talk about next or give us ideas. Um, and give us, let us know what you, th- what you think of Lords of Salem. Yes. If you love it, if you hate it, if you like it, if you could take it or leave it, if you think Rob Zombie's a hack or if he's a genius. Um, if you don't like Rob Zombie, you should just, just, just leave. <laughs> Sorry. Stop threatening our listeners. <laughs> There's going to be like one person like, well, I like everything you guys have done. <laughs> But Allie keeps picking fights. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I've been bored. <laughs> um, don't forget to follow us on social media. Yep. At Symphony of Horror Podcast on Instagram. Also, do not forget to check out my band. Gentlemen at Gentleman Ghosts Band. We are Sam Hain and the Gentleman Ghosts. Um, and hopefully, probably within the next couple of weeks, months, we should be up and playing shows so if you're in the philadelphia area um give us a follow and if you want to check us out that would be cool in the meantime we are going to be back on our weekly grind with the podcast yeah which is going to be a blast yeah and thanks for listening stay creepy and don't turn out the light